Hello comrades and welcome to Season 1, Episode 5 of Spectre. I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by the one and only Chris Mitchell. Chris, it's a pleasure to have you today. No problem, pal. No, pleasure to be here. So Chris, just to start with a wee bit of an introduction for yourself, uh, just introduce yourself, you know, who you are, your, your affiliations and everything else in between. I am uh, Chris Mitchell, uh, GMB convener for all the Glasgow City Council. Uh, cleansing workers, uh, proud. Perfect. So just to get us started then, uh, obviously you mentioned uh, you're in the GMB. Can you sort of give us a, a brief overview of the, the GMB and, you know, your continuing growth in, in 2022 and, you know, some of the fantastic work that's been happening here in Scotland as well? Also, well, I've been, listen, this is the hang here, right? I've been, I've been involved with the GMB since I was probably 16. I'm new, nearly, I'm 46 in two weeks' time. I know what you're saying, I look good. Right out of school, uh, joined the cleansing department, 1992, I think it was. Right away, joined the GMB, obviously. Um, shop steward, vice convener, then the convener. And I'm proud, honestly. And I think nowadays is that is that everybody that comes into this department, the, the main thing that they do is they come and see me and they join the GMB right away. So it's really, it's important that everybody enjoys a, a trade union, to be honest with you, because it's um, it's, it's vital. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like myself, I joined the, the union probably about a, a couple of years ago, just as a member, uh, working in retail. Uh, I'm yeah. sure for some of our, our listeners, they know the joys of working in retail. So I really found the support I was having from GMB members was was vital. That continued support received sort of led me on to the, the shop steward uh, role that I now uh, pursue the new, just after completing my, my 10 days initial training and getting involved oh, yeah. in the, the various GMB campaigns that are taking place in, in ASDA. Uh, which has been fantastic and you know with with my journey sort of taking place with, between the, the exploitation and the grueling conditions I faced in retail it sort of brings me to the question of what led you to where you are now within the trade union movement so what what truly caused you to get right involved in it? Good question to be honest with you mate it's just, is, that, is, that, is that what you said there? I mean it's a, we're in a department now that in a, as an employer's market Right, and what I said to you, I was talking, to, I actually talked to some activists yesterday that were just off the island and asking me that their age, between 18 and 19, do you think we should be involved with a trade union? Let's kid ourselves on here, right, because um, you're lying in your bed at night, between 15 to 20 year old, right, you're actually starting to get an employer's market. You're starting to get yourself a job and you're, you're sceptical and you're scared. And the first thing that you do is we're going to see your manager or your boss. Our boss could be the best person ever, Elsie could be a, excuse the language, a bastard to you. Simple as that. And you're never Elsie Tom, and you hear me at night, and you're lying in your bed and going, oh my God, man. Whatever that, whatever that person gives me in the morning, I'm going to need today. It could be right, it could be wrong. So what I'm saying to everybody right now is that join a trade union, go and see the person who is going to help you, honestly, because lying in bed at night, sceptical and scared to go to work in the morning because I'm your boss is a bully or your employer is a bully, it's completely wrong. That is completely wrong. And I think what we've seen on the last couple of days, the trade union movement is starting to rise. And like yourself, young people at this age and you now, 100%, join a trade union, get in about it. You're not, you're, you're not being a pain in the arse to anybody, right? You're just, you're, you care about people. You care about what happens. You care about the conditions. You care about the wages and you care about the everything that goes on in the, in the workplace. And I think employers should should embrace that. Aye, absolutely. I mean, 
you know, I've had my fair share of interesting bosses o- over the years. So oh, it's that, that fear, that fear of, you know, lying in bed and thinking about the task that, you know, that they're, they're going to put on you next. And oftentimes where, where these managers and these bosses, you know, they, they often neglect, you know, some of their duties within their position of power. And that leads to, you know, shortcomings and rotas and uh, an uneven workload for, you know, a, a very tired staff, especially in Christmas time for, for likes in retail where, where staff are pushed to the limit and sales are, are driven at the maximum. So it becomes really frightening for young people when, even when they step into that world of work, you know, their first thought isn't the union because maybe it's that's not something they've had in their mind or something they've not been taught or, or, or learned much about either. So really their only focal point for, for questions or to, to go for support is in fact the boss and themselves and that leaves them in that you know precarious position of not knowing what their rights are because nine times out of ten bosses aren't going to tell you you know oh yeah you've got a right to this and you've got a right to that they, they often keep that secret and they do it because it you know makes them look good if they can infringe on workers rights and drive up their sales and drives up their their quotas that they meet for higher up management then it just puts them in good standing and it takes the the very hard work of the the workers then exploits it to its fullest but yeah just when just when going back to that point there talking about how you're in the moment when you are now and you sort of recognize that at 15 to 20 gap as well was there a certain moment you know when you were working in, in any of your various jobs where it just clicked 100 listen i've been involved with the cleansing department for as i said to you there 29 30 years right and see the cleansing it's a it's a fabric society they're always there it's not until something happened Something happens, then you realise how important that job is. For years and years, I looked after these individuals. A lot of them can't read, can't write, and they've been put in a position where it's a it's a manual handling task. Batter them, they can they can lift bins all day for you, and they've got a multitude of problems, and they was helping them. So I thought to myself, this is getting ridiculous. This. So I took myself, I took it upon myself to help them. I've done that for years, and I helped a lot of individuals out. Whether it was money problems, whether it was reading, whether it was writing, education, right through a whole of the issues, right through the council. And that's why I got involved with this movement right away, because I found it right away that the trade union was the only place that I could get this education, to be honest with you. And, and that includes myself, by the way. I mean, so I was involved with that for I was 16, right up to I was, well, I'm 45 now. So I've got a lot of credit. I take care of these people. I like to look after them, and that's where I'm on the new. Oh, it's fantastic. Really great to hear, you know, it's that broadness of the trade union movement in itself. It's not just there to secure pay and everything. It's about education and really, you know, developing people as well, the members within the union and that. So that sort of brings us on to our, to our next point, you know, the Clenny. Can you explain what the, the Clenny is and sort of your ongoing fight uh, against Causal and the Scottish Government? The Clenny is a good word, mate, to be honest with you. <laughs> Crack it, to be honest with you. That's just... An old, an old day was the Clenny aspect, that's right. But obviously, we are involved with COSLA, obviously, which is Scottish Government, public sector. What can I say? We are a statute requirement. We're bounded by the government, unfortunately. And we are going through a process to know at this point, and know that we are, have been given a derisory payoff of 2%. And I think you've seen it right across the UK. I think the trade union movement are getting, are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And everybody has certainly had enough. Like 2% is just derisory. Any payoff for nowadays is shocking, more than 7 to 8% because inflation is through the roof. And we are barring our members right across cleansing across Scotland and schools on a targeted approach. 
uh, to say simply, no, it's not good enough. And I think that the government need to realise this because we are statutory workers. We've done a phenomenal job over the last two years, especially through that global pandemic. We seem to get treated with contempt at every turn. And I'm, I'm shocked at that. The Scottish government is saying that we're key workers, we're essential workers, and we're critical workers. So why not reflect that on the pie then? I'm absolutely appalled by them, to be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's completely disgusting. You know, that, that word that was going about during the pandemic, key workers, frontline workers, and now these frontline workers are at the front line of the breadline. They're, they're really struggling, even in the midst of this cost of living crisis. So it becomes very difficult for them. Not to mention, when we, we talk about unions, we talk about ongoing fights, most people tend to think that that's just uh, with pay. That's always the, the main concern. And that is always a main concern for unions because, like you says, it's pay the now and it's 2% increases and even lower ones across different sectors. It's not meeting inflation and it's not making a difference, really. But not only that, it's about working conditions, especially for you guys, you know, the conditions that you work in, especially now in Glasgow when we see almost a rat epidemic, if you like, costing for the streets and, you know, the severity of it. So it's... It's really it's almost tough to put into words the, the anger and with a role such as as your guys, it's really important to, to society, the function of society, because we didn't have, you know, strong workers there, use vital workers to clean our very streets. You know, we'd be living in filth, we'd be living in squalor, disease, and that's no way for any society to function. And to neglect the workers of that role just goes to show, you know, it's only when... These guys put up a fight and demand is when you're almost noticed. You're almost put to the back of the mind. Nobody tends to think about it when they, they put their bins out and then get it in the morning. You know, it's it's never really thought of the workers. But until now, and the work you guys have been doing within the GMB for the clinic and really bringing that to life, bringing the stories of people has been vital in providing humanity to the job in itself, which has been fantastic. And I sort of touched briefly on the, the cost of living crisis and, you know, the difficulties of it for you know, everyone. So are you able to touch on it and sort of what it means for your members specifically? Oh, horrendous. That's the only word I can describe is horrendous. I mean, I've took individuals to food banks. In this day and age, it's absolutely, it's a national scandal. We've last, a couple of weeks ago there, we, we put food parcels out in one of the depots. Usually, the people just look at it, but see, the other time, it was gone. It was away. That food parcel was gone within 10 minutes. That just shows you how much people are struggling, honestly. And if you look at the take-home pay at the end of the month, they can't simply survive. And I've got guys coming to saying that they're begging for overtime, uh, overtime that the council can't provide because it's just no part of their budget. Guys leaving the service, just leaving. Professional people leaving the service. In fact, there was a manager at a meeting last week said to me, I was absolutely shocked what he says, this job is becoming less attractive to anybody because it's not attractive to anybody anymore because you just don't get into it anymore. The pie itself is deplorable, honestly. See, for the work that they do, the pie is absolutely shocking. It really is. And remember, it's a statutory service. It's a statutory requirement. These people do a vital job, a vital, vital job, and they get paid pittance, honestly. And I think right across the UK now that everybody's realising that whether it's the NHS, whether it's the hospitals, teachers, even the police at one point, and cleansing, I've just simply had enough. They get clapped on a Thursday night, that was it. I started the £500 bonus campaign three years ago, well, two years ago when it came to COVID, 
I started that campaign. I took a banner in every industry. And quite rightly so, the Scottish government then decided to give the £500 bonus to the care workers. And they deserve it and the NHS. But the person who started that was for cleansing workers and other key workers. I get nothing. Absolutely nothing. Right up to this day and age, we're still the same. Nothing. So how do you think these workers feel? They're in the breadline. They're in poverty. Because what plays poverty is real. And the Scottish government they realise that they employ these people to keep communities safe, keep communities clean, as you say there, stop them further diseases for spreading, and they get treated like second-class citizens. And this is a national scandal. So I, honestly, it's a shameful, shameful effect on this government, whether it's the UK government or the Scottish government. Yeah, absolutely. Shameful is the correct word to use. I mean... Food banks is probably the, the number one topic when it comes to the cost of living. You know, we're seeing a rise in food banks, you know, it's probably the number one country in the world with the most food banks. And, you know, we see that the government take attempts of, instead of trying to eliminate food banks, to instead support them. Nobody wants a food bank. Nobody wants these services where the fact that we have to give food to people who can't afford it or else they'll die. We want to see an eradication of food banks because we want decent wages and decent conditions for workers. And like you say, it's going on with the, the cost of living itself and the impact that it has on workers. My work also, my work also GMB as well for that union. And my work in Asda, we, we surveyed were, were union members and we found, you know, more and more people are having to rely on food banks, even after getting their wage. They're having to take out payday loans, they're having to rely on family members and loans. And it's... It's just disgraceful because these are actions that people don't take pride in. People don't take pride in going to food banks. People don't take pride in asking for extra money. You know, media outlets have us believe that people take pride in this and they're just using the system. People are disgusted at the fact they have to do it. It's shameful. Sometimes people have come to food banks and they don't talk to anybody. They're there to get their stuff. They're there to get out and they get out of public sight because they, they view it as shameful that they've had to, to rely to that. And it's shameful that it's came to that for them because of the work that they're in or the lack of work they're in because companies having various ridiculous clauses within their contracts have led to redundancies as well. And now across many sectors, whether it's retail, the clinic and other vital services that were previously designated as frontline and the workers there were key workers are now having to fight tooth and nail for a pay rise that doesn't even meet the standards of inflation and workers are still suffering under. And only together... Are we going to make a change to that? Like we've seen recently with the RMT, the you know broad labour movement has been fantastic. A number of unions, a number of groups, community campaigns as well, have all clubbed together and said enough is enough, which is absolutely fantastic. And if we keep this up, then we're going to see a change right across the board for workers. Even when the media is trying to pit us against each other, pitting NHS worker with cleansing worker, with caretaker to railroad worker, trying to instigate a race to the bottom and we simply cannot let that happen especially with this crisis and I guess that sort of leads us on to the next point there is you know the importance of trade unions in today's world you know how vital are they and how do you and you you know your union members cope and deal with uh, these attacks against you when you're campaigning for decent pay and you know human conditions really see yesterday yesterday was a bee's knees right we marched for the Buchanan galleries at the stairs hundreds of trade union members activists, community councils, everything, as you said, from Buchanan galleries all the way down to the picket line at Central Station. There was a tear in people's eyes. Can I tell you what? You're right. Right across the UK, people have just had enough. And you know what? 
It's the rogue employers. It's the rich politicians who think they're the big S in their Gucci shoes that they can bully, intimidate any people to take employment. It's like zero. It's a zero contract. Did we do that? No, we didn't. That was the government. They bully the, the public and they take any job they want. I'm bullying you. You take what you want and I'm going to give you a contract that's worth nothing. You can't pay your mortgage. You can't pay your rent. You can't feed your kids. Tough shit. See you later. That's, that's wrong. Totally wrong. What I seen yesterday was every trade union movement now starting to support each other now. So anytime an attack on one is an attack on all. Simple as that now. That's how it's going to be now. The trade union movement is alive and kicking. If somebody's in destitute and needs help, every trade union movement should subsidise that and go to help them. Like we did with the RNT. And this is what this society's got to do. Because the government are doing nothing for us. Nothing for us. Not a thing. So trade union movement is very important that we stand by each other in camaraderie and solidarity. End of, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's great to see this this growth of trade union militancy. I, I don't think we've seen anything quite like it and the, the commitment from members. Members are set in their practice and they're really all joined as one for the, the one complete goal and set that strong image to the public. And it's an image that the public are taking into, into note and really banding together with, which is absolutely fantastic. And, you know, we talk about the media with like, say, your state media, like BBC and all that, and their continued attempts to label yourself and other workers as greedy or with the RNT as evil. You know, these absolutely grueling attacks based on based on nothing you know seen recently they were trying to attack Mick Lynch call them the world's most evilest man because of his Facebook profile picture (laughs) resembling Thunderbirds so it's absolutely ludicrous so how do you combat that that media aggression that media rain fire that comes down in you whenever you propose any form of action or balloting for better pay and conditions I said Mick Lynch was absolutely honestly it was uh, some of the stuff I seen the other day there on social media was fantastic. He batted it away like a Wimbledon tennis final. Honestly, he was just he just called it out as it is, right? Honestly, he's a working class guy. I mean, I took I took pride. I've got a very good comrade, I mean, and a very it's my boss is Gary Smith. Right? I, I've got a utmost respect for this guy, right? Because he's a working class guy, right? So what Mike Lynch did the other day, there, we just batted it back to him. You're always going to get the media attacking you. It's all for just it's, just, it's just propaganda. Shite, to be honest with you. Right, but what Mike Lynch did was just told them straight how it is. That's it. And not one person could answer him directly. Some of his words were fantastic. I mean, he was calling people liars. The Tory party were trying to get the public against us in a day, every turn. Every turn. Tory party wanted just, it doesn't matter who's in charge, regardless who it is. They wanted to bully employees Bully this country and accepting shite. That's it, end of. That's it. And what Mike Lynch does was call them out. And the Tory party try to make it as if everybody's earning hundreds of thousands of pounds a week. No, no. And Mike Lynch quite, quite rightly says, this is about the cleaners. It's about the carers. People are earning under 25 to £35,000. And the Tory party try to make it out. It was the day with the drivers earning 50 grand. Regardless of what you earn, they were in they were in strike, but they tried to get the public against. This is what happens, and the media play on it. It's like Piers Morgan, the data. Regardless of what you say to Piers Morgan, he's only looking for uh, likes on his Twitter page. That's it. But the way Mike Lynch handled himself the data was inspirational and was fantastic. Because you know what? He told the truth. Whether you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth, or whether you can talk 
all these big fancy words means nothing. When you get down to the nitty gritty and you talk about working class people, tell the truth. And that's what's been happening on the last week, two weeks or two. Trade union movement has had enough. Working class people have had enough. Speak. Tell me you're going to say, and that's the end off. If you think it's wrong, it's wrong. Don't sit there and try to come up with all these big fancy words because it does you any favour. Mick Lynch called it out a crack of all data. Yeah, been fantastic to see likes of Mick Lynch and Eddie Dempsey wipe the floor. <laughs> it's been a spectacle. And, you know, as you say, it's keeping it simple. It's calling out the lies and, you know, defamation that the likes of the Tory party, the Lib Dems and, you know, others against the trade union movement are, are putting out there. Like you say, the, the working class blokes, they're, they're representing workers and they're, they're representing them to the fullest, you know. These aren't guys who are just making statements online and maybe not joining the pickets. No, they're there, the front lines are there, the pickets are there after. They're talking to the workers, engaging fully with them, engaging fully with the public as well to get them on our side, which... It's happening, you know, people aren't, a lot of people aren't falling to, you know, the notions going about in various channels, you know, likes of Piers Morgan and the other fire stirrers. It's fantastic to see folk are going, well, wait a minute, no, these, these guys are right, you know, and that then inspires that broad movement, that, that broad level of solidarity between us all to, to better our own conditions, knowing that we've got each other's back and we're not alone in this struggle and looking at the future in that as well, you know, we touched on it earlier and sort of young people being in the union, the importance of it. So I just want to see if you can elaborate and sort of, you know, getting more and more young people, not just as members, but also as union reps and the importance of that as well. Well, I was actually on the picket line yesterday when I had three people come up to me that were reps, well, younger reps that be, be, between 18 and 21 that were inspired by the stuff that they've seen online. They were inspired by the stuff that we've seen on the picket line. And give it yourself because you're, you're young, you're, um, how can I put it, you're, you're learning and you can be influenced very easily by whoever it is, right? And in the workplace, especially if you're young, that the boss is going to tell you exactly what to do. End of. If you've no get that shop steward or influence there, then you're going to be one of the ones going to be bullied. Simple as that. What I seen yesterday on the picket line in Glasgow City was people come up to me and say to me, Chris, how do we join the trade union? How do we become active within the workplace? How do we voice our opinion? And I was shocked at that. Shocked at that. It's a long time coming. And I was inspired by it because it was brilliant. I gave them information. I told them what today, I knew what we're seeing is that young activists right across the UK are starting to learn to be part of the trade union movement is going to start at a younger age because this will shape the future for now and generations to come. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look in, in days gone by, two very famous you know, examples I like to give of, of young shop stewards uh, are Alex Ferguson and Jackie McNamara Sr. You know, two apprenticeships as well in the shipyards and you know they took the initiative of you know, getting in there and really learning. And we've got the advantage today, you know, in the modern world of that level of support. You've got it within your trade union itself and you've got it out with in the, the broader sense with other unions. You know, today I was at the, the final day of the STUC Youth Conference. You know, a really great connection and, you know, a really strong network of young trade unionists eager to to learn is the, the fundamental, as you put it, you know, that's that's how you get your knowledge, your skills, you you thrive off the experience of older reps and older organisers and they share their experience and you can take that with you, as well as the fantastic training courses that are already set in place, the brilliant handbooks that are there on demand and not to mention all the, the other novels and information that's available online as well. So great to see that we're getting more and more young 
reps in because like you said that's the future that's how the fight's going to continue and young people bring in a different view and things like that you know they're maybe more tuned into some modern things happening here and there so it's absolutely fantastic that we've got that starting to really come in now and that's all down to the the support of the unions and the structure they've got in place for supporting young people but just sort of the, the final point then and you know i think this is really hitting at home and it's something that me and you can't emphasize enough is that necessity of a broad working class solidarity across workplaces and public and private sectors as well. I just want to get your thoughts on how important is it? How do we go about it? And what's the way to maintain that? Listen, it's very difficult, right? I mean, I've, I've, I've seen shop stewards that are in a, a very difficult position and it can be a lonely world, by the way, being a shop steward. You know, you know yourself. You can be the best person one minute and then you can be the, the devil the next, right? And you need to have the support run about you. And the private sector is very difficult, by the way, to be honest with you. I've, I've done a couple of things in the private sector and it passed and they're very, very difficult. The workplace, you need to give six-week notice, which is nonsense. It's just a fucking, a gimmick because they don't, they don't like trade unions. And then that shop steward then gets put off saying, what's the point of this? I'm becoming a target. I've seen it all. Honestly, I've seen it all. But listen, what I've seen, take note of this, right? Because if you're a strong person, strong character, you can build an empire. That's a fact. You can have people run about you that you can speak to and you can trust. And people are scared and are sceptical about joining unions because of the blacklist and unions are this, unions are that. And it's all about um, people whispering in people's ears. The bullies, the bullies are the worst, right? And that's the people who don't want trade unions in the workplace. I would forget about them, right? Honestly, stand, stand yourself, stand and tall. If you've got a, if you've got something to say, say it, say it respectably. Get the members on your side. Build yourself an empire. And if you care about the workforce, then honestly, you can achieve everything. And you can right now at this point in the, the trade union movement is very much alive. Honestly, I have never seen anything. Like it in my life, and you're you're probably know yourself, is that everybody wants to join a trade union. I think over the last couple of weeks there, I was told there, even for the last strike we done in November and cleansing, you're talking about 90% of people are asking or joining trade unions. And we've got recognition right across the country now. I was at Congress last week with GMB, Uber, God knows, all these different organizations that you think these are rogue employers that are now joining the trade union. In fact, we'd actually the, the CEO. Uber stood on the stage praising the trade unions uh, last week. I was actually shocked at that. Shocked. These are rogue employers, by the way. Rogue employers that have now realised the importance of trade unions, honestly. And that's how important the trade union movement is. I would encourage everybody at a young age to get in about it. Speak up for yourself. Don't be scared. They'll shape the future for the trade union movement. Honestly, they will. Aye, absolutely brilliant. You know, it's, it's really sound advice. Getting the back in a you know, your fellow work colleagues is, is really important. If you're a shop steward, take note of your colleagues who are already in the union and, you know, who are quite militant or quite eager for action. Those are going to be your go-tos. Those are the people you want to be at the front line of campaigns. If you're not in at work, then they can take the charge in that. It's that passion and building that passion in members who might not be as militant is going to, you know, set the framework for a strong union presence within work. You know, like myself, I'm, I'm the only shop steward within my work in retail. I'm in a difficult position myself working night shifts and I, I clock out just before the day shift rolls on. So it becomes becomes a difficult challenge for me to engage in the, the day shift colleagues as well. But it's great to see we've got a strong sense of urgency 
and improving conditions, which it's been put at the forefront with the ongoing stuff with RMT. And it's that realisation that, you know, this working class unity, this broad unity of solidarity is going to be the way that we go forward. You know, you know, they squeeze one of us, all of us squeeze back. And that's, that's what's really, really, really important. But back on one, as a tackle on all, that's a, simple as that. Absolutely. So just to see if you've got any final talking points as we, we sort of wrap this up and whereabouts can we find you in social media? How can we keep up to date with the fight and support the Clenny as well? That's a good shout, mate. Um, but obviously, we've got a Branch 40 page, Facebook page. GMB Branch 40 Facebook page. We've got a GMB uh, Twitter page as well, Branch 40. That's who I represent. I, I told you before and I'll see it again. Anybody who's looking for help, looking for support, Anything, whether you're a shop steward, whether you're a convener, whether it's a workplace, we need to stand together. That's it. Like too long, we've been separated, we've been decimated. It's coming to an end, right? Honestly, for night shift, the day shift, doesn't matter what position you're in, you need help. You should be, be able to tap into an industry that helps you, right? And GMB Brands 40 will help anybody out. GMB Brands 40, GMB will help anybody out, whether you need support, whether you need a bit of guidance, whether you need just anything at all. I talk to a chat, anything, let me know. And I'll honestly, GMB, Branch 40, and every other trade union right across the UK now, we're starting to see the movement growing and growing and growing. We need to support each other. We need to stand by each other. We need to show camaraderie and solidarity. And that's what's happening now. So what I would say is, Chris Mitchell, the GMB trade union, to everybody out there, I'll support you. I'll stick by you. Thank you very much. Yeah, Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on today. You know, you're a true inspiration and a model for the trade union movement in itself and that militancy and sticking with members and best of luck in your ongoing fights. And most importantly, I can give you my solidarity. They're on the picket lines, wherever that may be. So again, I just want to thank you very much for coming on today and I wish you all the best. Solidarity, bro. Well done, mate. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you once again, comrades, for joining me on another episode of Spectre. And the links below, I'll leave the link to the GMB, to Chris Mitchell, and the GMB Branch 40. I'll also leave a link for a number of trade union organisations and for you to find the union best suited for you. My advice to you, comrades, is to echo what Chris has said. Join the union. Together, we're stronger than ever. Together, we can better our conditions. Together, we can fight for better pay. As we know, the capitalist mode of production is a discriminatory mode, an oppressive mode, and a downright disgusting mode of production that puts workers at the very bottom. It forces us to pit against ourselves, fighting for the breadcrumbs of the bourgeoisie. We cannot allow this to happen. We're already seeing these attempts at trying to cause infighting with the current RMT strikes. This is not working. The working class of Britain are banding together and standing up for each other, which is an inspirational achievement and an achievement that can only be strengthened further in our work. And the link below as well, I'm going to leave the links for the RMT and be sure to give them your solidarity and support, whether that be on the picket line, online, or in the workplace. Thank you once again, comrades. And remember, the workers united will never be defeated. <laughs>
to fight for the union anymore And which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on? Which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on?